0: Welcome to Quick Takes with Kevin, a weekly podcast about leadership, life, and ministry with Kevin Ezel, president of the North American Mission Board. Each week, Kevin will be focusing on how pastors can keep their souls healthy in the midst of the demands and challenges of everyday life. Now here's your host, Kevin Ezel. Hey, it's Kevin Ezel from the North American Mission Board. I'm here today with my good friend and Pastor Andy Addis, who's pastor of Cross Point Church and Hutchinson, Kansas. That's right. And normally as a Kentucky boy, we don't prefer things from Kansas, but you are one of those, man. You get an exception. <laughs> I will take that clause. I appreciate it. Hey, <laughs> as we've been going through the book called Replenish, and one of the chapters, uh, chapter 15, it talks about obscurity. And, and you know, Andy, God has blessed your, your ministry in an incredible way, but there mm. have been times, I'm sure, where you felt all alone uh, and obscure. like, man, I'm out here in Hutchinson, Kansas. Does anybody even know I'm here? Or, you know those times that we felt a bit isolated. Um, would you just want to share uh, what you did to walk through that isolation, or was it a positive, a negative, or how you responded?
1: Absolutely. You know, um, we were joking beforehand, getting ready for this, that I was introduced at an SBC <laughs> meeting once as the mega church pastor nobody knows. That's right. And it was laughable in the moment, but there's there was a reality to it, because coming from Kansas and coming from a small church that's become a multi-site um I would say that the first thing I would remember is that there is a danger in this day and age that when you feel the obscurity, that you try and fill that void with social media. Yeah. Can I get likes? Can yeah. I get followers? Can, <laughs> right. can I get good responses? Right. And, uh, and it doesn't matter where you are. Everybody can reach out and tweet, right? And right. so if you do that, and, and I got caught in that trap from time to time, that when you feel like you're uh, on your own, or you're uh, you're out there and nobody knows. Well, you, you turn to you turn to social media. Yeah, and that's not filling. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Just bark d- d- louder. Right, you know? and mm-hmm. and the response that you get there is so thin and and so uh, un- unworthy. Um, where where I had to find my significance was uh, yes in your family we've talked about that before you ha- you have to have that there but within the the people that you're working with uh, to to be famous if you will yeah. uh, amongst yeah. those that you're doing day to day life with is so much more valuable than to being famous amongst those who hear you on a weekend or know of you every now and then right so for me the battle to uh, to recognize that uh, in obscurity you can serve or in these lonelier places. It's to have the, the, the deeper relationships with people who are going to draw you towards Christ and not just pump you up. Yeah. It's to avoid the traps of likes and and forwards and shares. And uh, and uh, boy, I hate to be this super simplistic, but if you're not turning in your devotional life, yeah. if it is not deep and thick and rich, uh, then you are going to continue to feel obscured. Yeah.
0: And at some point, who do you think you are? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, what to, to feel? You got to you know, to, an obscu, to be obscure. I mean, you have to evaluate your motives at some point and Absolutely. say, "Look, are you really doing it to be?" Cause I'm reminded of something that a guy named Adrian Rogers said oh, yeah. years ago. He said uh, when he stopped being the SBC president, and he was telling a guy, he said, "Look, uh, I'm that," and he pointed to an exit sign. He goes, "An exit sign?" He goes, "Yeah, I'm an exit." <laughs> and, and he's just saying look if if you put all of your um you know your esteem and who you are as a person by how popular you are i mean there comes a day where you're no longer that person and you know i was talking to tom Rayner the other day he said you know when the it's amazing how many few phone calls he got the day after he retired from lifeway uh-huh. and, and i thought you know, if i'm not at nam there's probably 90% of my contacts perhaps uh you know, would not even uh, want to return a call because so often it's just because of what position you're
1: in. Well, yeah, and so what you're talking about is positional authority or positional recognition, and yeah. and if you could build your life in such a way where the relationships that you have and the people that are meaningful to you yeah. would call you if you weren't in that position or would care about you if yeah. you weren't there, then you're not
0: obscure even when you're in that moment. Exactly, and it goes back to family. My word, at mm. the end of the day, I mean, you've just got to... I, I would just encourage a guy to, to check his... uh motives if if obscurity is that big a deal. Absolutely. And you know, there's some advantages for people uh for you feeling invisible. There's some huge advantages. L- you know this and I know this, <laughs> that the minute you're actually in the
1: media spotlight, mm-hmm. you don't want to be there anymore because it's right. never good. Yeah. No. <laughs> No. That's when you'd long for some obscurity, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> so, and then people really don't. Yeah, that's what I learned is uh, when I pastored, I, I could go to Cracker Barrel and fix any problem, you know. <laughs> and you come to Nam and there's no Cracker Barrel big enough. That's right. There's just not. <laughs> that is right. So, uh, well, hey, tell me, what are some things in those moments of being invisible or obscure, the, those moments where, you know, everybody goes through to- highs and lows, but what are some things that God's taught you through some of those challenging times of course because you're incredibly gifted and you know al jokingly Mm. introducing you that way right but but you're you actually uh your ministry is uh several times larger than people who have uh, more public visible uh opportunities perhaps and and what are some things that god's taught you as you walk through that
1: well, again, I don't want to be too overly simplistic about it. but the, so I'm incredibly humble. <laughs> yeah, that is not it. <laughs> that, that, that is not the issue. Although that was funny. <laughs> um, I, I think one of the things that, that I've had to learn, and again, overly simplistic, is that there is going to come a day in which uh, everything that we've done will be tested by fire.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah.
1: And to think constantly on the things that that I have done and that I'm pouring into and that I think have meaning. Will they have value? Will mm-hmm. they – Will they have the ability to stand right. that test, and it's really a litmus test for me to say do I go mm. speak here or do I stay home and do this right? Do I take time to be a part of that or do I take time to be a part of this right because the truth for me is
0: I want the well done good and faithful service absolutely so. well pastor, thanks for uh uh tuning in or listening today and man Andy's the type of guy that that you want to uh uh model mm. and to multiply I mean I appreciate how you allow God to use you. And, uh, man, thankful for the time today. Hang in there, Pastor. It's going to be okay. Thanks for joining us for Quick Takes with Kevin. Each week, Kevin will visit with pastors and leaders as they talk about the challenges they face and the lessons they've learned in balancing faith, family, and ministry. Thank you for being with us.